Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin as we take on Cape Cod Casa Casa from Vampire Weekend's first LP, Vampire Weekend. It's We talked about this a little before jumping on air, but it, there's not much to this song. It's a vignette, uh, wouldn't you say, Kevin? Yeah, I think the main driving force behind this song, and this really has never been... I wouldn't say the aim, but I mean, most of the focus of our, our show has been about the lyrics and the meaning behind these songs. But I think the focus of this song can, and in some sense, maybe even should be the music. You know, I listened to uh, Graceland front to back yesterday, and I was just thinking about how much that album cooks. This song cooks. I mean, this is just, your head's bobbing the whole time that guitar part is great the bongos are great when the second guitar part comes in it's great some great bass lines in this thing it really is pretty simple you know there's not much going on but it just goes you know yeah for sure um yeah the music i think is more important i i saw a lot of comments on the music video and also the reddit threads about how the instrumental for this is unbeaten and I guess that's why you can have the famous eight minute Cape Cod because uh, you can jam on that instrumental track for a while. Oh, because I mean, there's there's kind of a where, where Ezra does that little vocal solo towards the tail end of the song. I mean, you could jam that out as long as you want to, you know, because the song only clocks in at what, three and a half minutes. But it is definitely open to some jamability. Because it's really just the two guitar parts the entire time. There's the verse part and there's the chorus part. And they're both they're both relatively simple. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar uh, with the eight-minute Cape Cod meme, meme uh, during the live shows, a lot of times they'll play an eight-minute version of this song where they just jam for a while. Um, and it's become a meme within the Vampire Weekend community uh, to the extent that the email that Time Crisis uses is 8minutecapecod at gmail.com. Because I think it started as a joke that, you know, I think I think Jake had joked, because obviously Jake was the deadhead before Ezra kind of got into that realm, if you will. And that was kind of the joke is like, what if we did an 8-Minute Cape Cod? And then, of course, they did it. Yeah. Is, yeah, that, is that, that right? Yeah. And then that led to 2021, 2021. That slapped so hard it was yeah. great it wasn't a vampire weekend song but it was just it was sick amazing guitar work on that thing oh for sure um but yeah i was listening to some of the uh, live performances of cape cod and it was interesting because these jam ones they were happening before father of the bride was released and harmony hall's guitar line kept coming in so so if you went to a live show in 2017, 2018, you had a sneak peek of Father of the Bride, apparently. So there, there are videos from the Ojai concert in 2018 where they tease Flower Moon, I believe. Mm, yeah, I, um, I think you're right. Because that Ojai show was, I mean, that's that's fabled in Vampire Weekend lore. Because that was when they had the new lineup. That was with Brian um, and, and all the other new guys. Um, but they hadn't released Father of the Bride yet. Um, but that was when it was coming along. And that was, that was when Vampire Weekend started to get heady. It was, it was definitely kind of a change in direction for them. Um, and now we know it's this big old community. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's amazing what, what's, what's happened here. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of um, the new lineup, uh, 
this is the classic original lineup um, and that original lineup tends to be associated with this kind of collegiate preppiness as we've talked about before on the show i think this song is where that comes from wouldn't you say without a doubt without a doubt i think you know we were talking about how the music plays a little bit more of a bigger role here than the words are because i think this is this is truly the vignette vampire weekend that we've talked about this might literally be just some people hanging out being rich <laughs> yeah um because because i mean i i actually did start to take a look at these first two stanzas if you will uh as a young girl louis vuitton with your mother on a sandy lawn then we have as a sophomore with reggaeton and the linens you're sitting on so this is basically in my opinion this is the same thing right i mean we're looking at someone who's stayed in wealth and I mean, they've grown from being a young girl, I'm assuming they mean child in this case, to a sophomore. I'm assuming we're talking about a sophomore in college. Yeah. Um, but they're still in wealth. They're sitting on linens, talking about Louis Vuitton in that first verse. So I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, you look at the music video and there's definitely this um, amount of wealth surrounding them as they go about. Um, so the music video is set i would say in like a rich community in cape cod where there's kind of partying going on from college kids um the band is dressed up in the most preppy outfits i've seen them dressed up in uh to the point where rossum has a sweater tied around his neck and he's playing a guitar so (laughs) i don't know how much more more vampire weekend uh stereotype you can get than that the bongos are pretty cool too. Yeah, the bongos are great. Although in the recording, I don't think uh, uh, CT actually plays them. I don't think he did either. Yeah, yeah they brought was, somebody else on. Someone else. Um, but in the music video, yeah, he's he's playing them. Um, but yeah, so we can dive further into the lyrics. Um, so there's this established. Uh, rich which rich girl who's gone to college and still has um this kind of rich aesthetic and then to the chorus where it's literally just a guy trying to pick up a girl right and hook up with her right Mm -hmm. so is your bed made is your sweater on do you want to like you know i do like you know i do do so I think something we should point out right away is in the first chorus, it does drop the F-bomb, but after that, it doesn't. So what's with that? Maybe he's becoming more desperate. Maybe he started big and he's like, oh, wait, she she doesn't want to. So now I'm going to scale back a little bit. Was she, was she repulsed by the vulgarity? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it, it, this could be like a only the good die young situation where she's just she's still coming out of her shell. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> could be. Um, I in, like in the, the idea of, in the music of, video though. He's the first chorus is pointed towards a different girl than the other choruses, right? Well, I mean, the music video is is a whole other story. I mean, that's a whole other can of worms right there. Um, I would say just in the context of the song, I think it's probably the same person, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin didn't even know that 
Ezra drops an f bomb in this song. No, I, I I didn't know. I just ago. thought it was a vocalization. I didn't think it was actually anything being said properly. <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes sense because he he says it so softly that uh, it's kind of hard to know until you actually look at the lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the first album definitely had the most uh, was the most explicit of any of their albums. I think. Um, yeah, I'm it, trying to think. It had one, two, had two, three, three songs with uh, that were labeled as explicit, and then the other two albums had none. Did Father Brian have any? It doesn't look like it. So they they grew up they grew up quick. They realized, <laughs> hey, the kid the kids want to listen to the good uh, the clean stuff. <laughs> Got to be able to play this in the. Uh, you gotta well, be able to play the hits. You gotta Although play the comma was a hit. Dude, yeah. if you're if you're a sophomore in college in 2007 and then you've got kids in 2019, you gotta be able to play that stuff in the car. You know, <laughs> you grew up with the band. Saying Oxford comma is not appropriate, Kevin. I mean, we can't be talking about grammar in a negative fashion to these young children. You know, mm. it's how cultural decay happens. Yeah, that has nothing to do with whether it's explicit or not. It's just um it's just condemning the uh, lack of appreciation for proper grammar. Absolutely. I think, I think we have to be careful with the cultural wars we're fighting when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, we've already made clear Vampire Weekdays firmly pro-Oxford comma. So. Firmly pro-Oxford comma. Absolutely. We're taking, boldest, a lot, we're taking a lot of stances. Can we, get like a, stance. can we get like a stats guy together to take like, like official, like, so when they will, when they make the Wikipedia page, for the podcast, there's going to be like a politics section. There's going to be like official stances on things. <laughs> there's, there's gotta be like one per episode, at least something like that. We've, yeah. We've made some stances. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think our podcast would vote for any mainstream candidates if they were truly, like truly trying to keep like in a vacuum, try to keep to their sick to their guns. They, yeah, they would vote, I mean, their, they'd vote their party. And unless, uh... Oh, you're saying, Oh, I thought you said if our podcast had a, a vote, person. like okay, yeah, yeah, a registered yeah. voter in the United States and had to vote for, a president. I'm yeah. trying to think of no, any no, recent no, presidential candidate. 2020, Kanye West. Are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> forgive me. He actually wasn't about in a couple spaces. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> How can you forget Kanye West as a presidential candidate? He was actually on the ballot. Our, our podcast has been confirmed wavy. And 2020. The weekend has been confirmed wavy. So, of course. <laughs> <laughs> our podcast would vote for Kanye. <laughs> Politics be damned. Our podcast would say screw it and vote for Kanye. Vote for Kanye. That's a good point. <laughs> unfortunately, anyway. it's a, unfortunately, it's a moot point, but whatever. Anyway. Um, why does he ask if the bed is made and the sweater is on? Why does that matter? Yeah, so someone was saying it uh, inspires the sense of like innocence for, for the rich girl um because okay. that's that's why in the first line it's like as a young girl uh louis vuitton and so it's kind of like even though this girl's like they're meeting in college at this like dorm party or whatever um the frat party i guess for non-Notre Dame people um but <laughs> um like she still has this sense of innocence with her and so he, it's almost the sense of like playing around like oh is your bed made is your sweater on 
and then just like contrasting that with the vulgarity of just jumping right into it <laughs> yeah i um, um i think that's a good point yeah so then you get the famous post course which is brought back in was it ottoman i believe ah uh, ottoman yes which we yeah. still haven't done yeah and so i um so but this feels so unnatural peter gabriel too but the, it feels so unnatural peter gabriel why First of all, for for the younger audience, Kevin, who is Peter Gabriel? Peter Gabriel was a former member of the band Genesis. Uh, later had a very successful solo career. Uh, most notably songs uh, In Your Eyes and Sledgehammer, two stone-cold 80s bangers. Sledgehammer's um, fire. There's a great uh, Harry Styles right before the pandemic went on Howard's turn to cover Sledgehammer. Like... That is revered among our friend group, that cover, because um, we love the styles. And that song is insane. Because um, we talked about the, um, the the flute thing when we were talking about uh, Flower Moon, you know, like mm-hmm. that synthy flute thing that gets used in yeah. that song too. Um, but yeah, Peter Gabriel's fantastic. Uh, great vocalist, great, great pop artist. Genesis is also fantastic. That's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. But anyway, Peter Gabriel, great. But why is he brought up here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that far from Vampire Weekend's usual um, uh, influences. Um, so they're actually um, collaborated with Peter Gabriel after the fact, after the song became popular. And Peter Gabriel did a cover of this song. And the cover's pretty good, too. The cover is good. And he replaces feels so unnatural peter gabriel too if it feels so unnatural to sing your own name (laughs) so um but yeah the covers it's not him producing the music he just sings i i don't remember it's some it's some band more like electronic type yeah which is closer to some of his poppy stuff it wasn't quite like full-on synth pop but it was kind of that synth heavier stuff that you got in the mid 80s yeah um was his typical flair and this band that backed him kind of kind of followed followed in that in that vein yeah and before they recorded it um they actually asked peter gabriel about how he felt about him being in this song and he said he really liked the song and that's when he brought up that he was probably going to record it soon um but he also said like yeah i I was scented and i heard a lot of talking heads in there so, so he was able to see the the talking he gets heads it. influence. No, because because talking heads totally had a lot of those songs where it was just kind of like the same like device the entire way through. Like if you think about like the body of like Road to Nowhere, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's like a march, you know. And this yeah. isn't quite the same thing, but it's the same guitar part just going over and over. So I I totally get where he sees that, and obviously that's where we've we've talked about the talking heads before. Yeah, um, it makes a lot of sense. What's uh, your favorite Talking Heads song? I'm actually not that huge into the Talking Heads. Like, I like the music, obviously, but I haven't, like, super, super connected. Um, it feels like it's kind of normy to say once in a lifetime, but that is probably the correct yeah. answer. Um, it's a fantastic song. Other than that, probably Road to Nowhere. Yeah. Um, Building I on mean, Fire is also mine's... really good. Mine's really normy with uh, Psycho Killer, but it's slash. Psycho, but Psycho Killer's great. Yeah. One of the greatest bass lines ever. Um, and that was their first record, too. So that was their first, like, 
trying to show people what they are you know? yeah that was the first song i was exposed to from them i think because it was on a rock band or oh something yeah. like that great yeah. so fun song to sing on there oh david Byrne had such a great great singing voice david Byrne is an interesting man he's he, a character he was on that john mulaney like stand-up special or not stand-up I, special but like a comedy special on netflix i didn't see that yeah it was a weird special, but he was on there. So David Byrne, interesting man. Anyway, <laughs> can you stay up to see the dawn in the colors of Benetton? Um, I had to look up what Benetton is. Apparently, it's oh, yeah. a it's a it's a very colorful fashion brand, mm-hmm. um, and I've never heard of them. So I'm assuming it's really really fancy stuff. Um, I never had you heard of Benetton before? No, no, I, okay. I had to look it up also, but um, yeah, it's a very uh, clothing brand for the wealthy, yeah. And this, I think, just kind of reinforces or hammers, hammers home the point they're like at some party and they're like, they'd be up till dawn and they'd be in their fancy clothes. Yeah. I think it's all that's it was here, to be honest with you. In the 80s, the Benetton uh, clothing was very, very colorful. United Colors of Benetton. And so it's the sunrise is like that. I see. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just. That's that's yeah. it pretty much, you know? Oh, yeah, that is. It's just that's, repeats. That's it. And I mean, like, there's not much to this song, and that's okay, you know, because <laughs> this is a part of the band, and this is the part of the band that, frankly, people will make fun of. Um, mm-hmm. And it's cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I enjoy the song. Oh, I love um, this song. But yeah, it's definitely, like we said, it's, it's where that uh, misinterpretation uh, of Vampire Weekend as a whole comes from uh, in general. But yeah, so it's the fourth song on the album, comes directly after A-Punk, comes before M79. For some reason, I always think the song right. is like later. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's it's weird because the, the 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 order generally feels natural when you're listening to the albums front to back, but you do kind of forget where they come in, you know. Yeah, yeah, no that that album is very tight. Uh, oh, absolutely. You can listen to it straight through, and it doesn't feel like it goes like a breeze. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we have to talk about the uh, music video in some capacity, sure. right? For sure. Um, so yeah, you have this like call. Um, these college students playing this party or having this party at this probably Cape Cod, a very, very nice house. Yeah, there's the sea in the background, so it's Cape Cod, but it's a very, very nice house. And Ezra's all dressed up and kind of singing into the window. There's a lot of really weird shots in this music video, very meme worthy. But um, he's singing to this one rich girl who's dressed all preppy-like for the first chorus. But then this goth chick shows up and he's fascinated. And him and the band follow her. So I almost saw it, not as his fascination, but it, it, she looked like aghast that he was with somebody else so it almost looked like oh yeah i i I viewed it as they had history and then she shows up and she's like what are you doing with him 
Yeah, or with her, I should right. say. That's how I saw it. No, I, I think you're right. On second look, yeah, and so they and it's like and then he's like the and seat. then he's like, oh wait, I made a mistake, and then leaves and then beckons the band to come with him. So the band is that Ezra's beckoning. <laughs> I guess <laughs> in this situation, but yeah, so they're following her on the beach, and there's this one weird shot where it shows Ezra singing like, but he's like faded with Cape Cod in the background, like on a green screen. Uh, it's, it's an interesting music video. Also, this is in like very, 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 very low quality. Yeah, I don't know if it's like just the version we saw on YouTube, but like the other music videos from LP1 that we've seen, I think with the exception of uh, Oxford comma, the quality of the video on YouTube is not good. No, not it's not good. All. Um, but yeah, so uh, she transforms the band. We get goth vampire week. We get weekend. we get my 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 chemical vampire really. My oh. chemical <laughs> vampire, yeah, that that sounds right. Like, but like he's shocked in the like, like there's a lightning thing that happens and his guitar zapped away, and then the band are they're all in black and they're all playing new like instruments that are like not vampire weekend instruments mm-hmm. um well you know what the um scene where ezra is looking at his hand is uh an allusion to right what no i don't it's a allusion to the transformation scene from an american werewolf in london i've never seen that one so in it it, it was groundbreaking at the time i think in the 80s maybe but the special effects were because it showed the transformation of him into a werewolf and the key thing it used was he had his hand out and then the hand stretches. Oh, so that's it, pretty it, cool. They, they took that shot pretty much directly. Okay. Um, and so I mean, that's kind of fun. They made a nice little illusion there. So what's what's the name for a goth werewolf where you turn into a goth with a full moon? I mean, I would say that all werewolves are gothic in the traditional sense. Um but I don't know. I got to think about this. Can't say we ever thought about this. But it makes sense, right? Yeah. There'd be a goth werewolf. Yeah. Um, yeah, so throw suggestions. Yeah, at the, at the DM show, us. Please. No one has ever DM'd us, by the way. Uh, Winter actually has. I take that back. So shout out <laughs> Winter for DMing us. Uh, other than that, I don't think anybody else has DMed us. So if you do have a good thought or you just want to say hi, DM us on the Twitter. I'm checking that thing pretty regularly. So hope uh, hope the fans want or feel comfortable interacting with us. Yeah. You know who Ezra looks like uh, once they turn golf? He looks like uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> yes. Because um, I um, I told you that I told him going to the, the Green Day concert tomorrow. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll be. I'm, that. I'm excited about that. It's but like Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. Weezer. They're calling it the Hell Up Mega Tour. Oh my! And it's like, God. yeah, it starts at like five, and I'm assuming we're not going to be out of there until late that late tomorrow night. But we'll see. I was the DJ for a party last night, and um, the I was taking suggestions from people, but also vetoing some of them. And one of them that I had to veto was Green Day, because what Green Day song? Didn't, 
but he just said like how about some like green day or something i was like i don't think that's the vibe we're going what, for what here. was what, what were you playing otherwise uh it was a big mix but it was like so I think his thinking was 2000s nostalgia, but the 2000s nostalgia I was playing was like Toxic by Britney Spears. Yeah, Spears, so it's not. Like Paramore, like stuff like that. If you played um, American Idiot, it wouldn't fit as much. No. Well, I mean, if, if you were playing Paramore, though, I would say that maybe you could. Maybe. Paramore is a little out there, but yeah. Fair. I did play uh, Dead by My Chemical Romance. So. Which is, as we've discussed off air, Nico's song. favorite song. Best song of all time. It is no so shame. well done. No shame. Who would win? Dead by My Chemical Romance or Runaway by Kanye West featuring Push those and are, Z. Those are my two favorite songs. So. I um I was at a housewarming last night and I was given complete creative control of the playlist oh, and that's it's so powerful. It was among friends and it was like mostly like my music, so it was like Paul Simon and Van Morrison and stuff like that. But I think it worked. I think people okay. enjoyed it. Okay, well I threw... you have to read the vibe. Um... No, and it's like it was among my friends. So we all generally like that stuff, and it was it was fine. But I also think you need to even if you're in a mixed group. You got to throw a little bit in there to tease the folks, you know, give Let's them something. See. Like, okay, I'll, I'll read you the order because I, I can see my history. So, Heat Waves, Glass Animals, uh, Toxic by Britney. Okay. Good for You by Olivia Rodrigo. Good. Monster Mash because it was Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, how about that? We all made it through Friday the 13th. Ain't It Fun by Paramore. Money also, this won't. This episode won't drop for like another week and a half. So, we're definitely dating ourselves here. Yeah. <laughs> uh money machine by 100 gex because someone asked for it <laughs> hallucinate by dua lipa runaway i played a nine minute song at a party bro did you just bro did you just skip through the uh outro solo on runaway <laughs> dead by my chemical romance that's a powerful you back went back to, back to back i went back to back it's like 15 uh, minutes of you just peeking hot girl bummer black bear uh, slide by Calvin Harris. No problem. Chance to rapper. That nice. Was a powerful Banger. song. Freshman year of college. Banger. Earthquake by Tyler Creator. Oh, here's a good throwback. I write sins, not tragedies, by Panic at the Disco. Um, and then uh, we had Get Lucky by Daft Punk. Hey, Great song. by Outcast. Mm -hmm. Super Rich Kids by Frank Ocean. Sunday Candy. So yeah, we sounds we like a great party. Back. Yeah, did well. Um, but yeah, I was kind of all over the place at times. But um, why did I bring that up? Because oh, we, we were talking about we were talking about Ezra looks like Billy Joe yeah. Green Day. I played Green Day last night, and then we were talking about DJing at parties. Yeah, good times, good times. Anyway, yeah, that's our other... song. All their instruments are black, painted black, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, and Rostam's like in a tuxedo at the piano. I just yeah, put a candle there. But like CT's got like an all black drum set. Like Ezra has a different guitar. Is it just me or does the girl look like really old? I guess I didn't take a good look. Um, I wasn't trying to look at her looks really. I was. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, not objective. I'm not. I'm not objectifying the goth girl. Fair, very fair. True. Favorite lyric? Um, feels so, nat so natural, Peter Gabriel, too. Oh. Do, you want, do you want it? Let's split it in half, okay? Okay. No, if you, 
this is like your is this your favorite lyric in the entire discography no no okay i thought it was actually no reason. keep it keep it i'll go you sure sweater on okay that's a good one yeah um then top five this life stranger unbelievers harmony hall white sky uh flower moon everlasting arms um we belong together nice unbearably white unbelievers beautiful all right and then the hat for this week is a green Notre Dame hat because Jack Cohn was just named starting QB. Just named He's the starter. Gonna lead us to the promised land again. Welcome to the Cone Zone. Um, promised land is likely gonna be a, like a camping world bowl, but I'm no, very happy I think, with. I think eleven and one. Who's the loss? I don't know. I we're gonna be favored in every game besides Wisconsin. Which so yeah, I think frankly, we'll, I don't we'll know. drop one of the. I don't think we should be underdogs in that, but we're going to drop one of the Wisconsin, USC, UNC, or um, Cincy games. But I think we'll win the other three. I hope we win all those home games. Yeah. That would be, I would not yeah. want to lose one of those games. I mean, it's like a 35-game win streak or something at home. It, yeah, I think it's the longest active home winning streak in college football. Yeah. Division wild. one football. Wild. Pretty cool. Notre Dame football, guys. Pretty good. Why people listen to the pod. Anyway, <laughs> so the song for next week is I Think You're a Contra. Oh, definitely a tone shift. Yeah, big tone shift. So we're we're getting heavy next week. So tune in <laughs> next week to hear us talk about I Think You're a Contra. Take it easy, folks. Um, um.